got out of broadcasting and said, you know what, I'm going to solve this whole file problem. You know, people are, teams are spread out. Files are getting bigger and bigger. Internet connections are not strong. Well, today's got over 142 major broadcasters, publishers, outlets using him, paying about a grand a month. So 142 grand per month in sales, up from about 100 grand per month just a year ago. Cash flow positive as of several years ago. They raised about 2.3 million early on. They're scaling nicely now, though, with their team of 12 in Austin, San Antonio, and other remote locations. Net revenue retention, 120%, nine-month payback, spending about nine grand to get those customers. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Paul Adrian. He's worked with video and big data files for three decades and understands the complexity of sharing those files. His experience in the broadcasting and cable industry and the contacts he nurtured through the years helped him establish Latiku inside some of the biggest broadcasting companies. He's won numerous awards, including Emmys for investigative journalism, has a Bachelor of Journalism from the University of Texas, and an MPA from the Harvard Kennedy School with a focus on entrepreneurship. Paul, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. All right. Tell us about the company. What do you guys do and, and how do you make money? So, so Latiku is a cloud-based platform that's the fastest, easiest, most secure way to get video from anywhere to anywhere, regardless of file size or connectivity. Now, what that means for our customers, and our customers, by the way, are major broadcast media companies, some of the world's largest media companies, and they have folks that go all over the world, photographers, and they got to get the video back home on deadline and the highest quality possible. So what we do is we help them upload the video from the ground to the cloud. We have patented technology so that that experience is the best experience possible for that circumstance. Um, In our cloud, it's a cloud collaboration platform where thousands of users within an organization can work and meet together over video. But what we're doing is we're notifying folks by role of video movement that's important to them. They can also transcribe and comment on the video in the cloud. And then from our cloud, and this is what's particularly important to us because we're a video delivery workflow, the video gets pulled through the firewalls, through the DMZs, gets on the protected corporate network, and finally lands at the stations or the news bureaus or the production studios on a rack, you know, right beside these asset managers, the broadcast systems that are the heartbeat of these stations. And so we transcode the video, we inject it into their Avid or Grass Valley or Dillette. We send the associated metadata and transcription data if that's been collected as well. So Paul, so like when it, I... When, when we do this, so like, I, I'm not a big broadcaster, but we've done this before. We've had film crews across the country and they have to upload large video files quickly and we use Drive for that. The, the biggest issue we have with this really is just actually connection speed because the upload takes forever. Do you have some very unique thing you've built where the uploads are faster or do you, you speed up the Wi-Fi somehow? That's, that's definitely the heartbeat of what we do, Nathan. Um, first of all, you know, there are variables. The variables are video, uh, all shapes and sizes, internet connectivity, all shapes and sizes, hardware, all shapes and sizes. And that continually changes and there's not one solution that works for all those variables. So what we do is we first, we check the internet to our infrastructure, use a couple of different protocols, TCP and UDP, automatically select the one that's best for our customer. And then we compress the file. We give them control over that compression to meet the standards of their organization. But we have a patented simultaneous compression and upload. So I would break the file up, encode a chunk, upload the chunk um, to a network of edge servers. So wherever you are in the world, we're going to get that video to the cloud quicker than you could using some other tool. Very interesting. Really interesting. Okay. And how do you price for this thing? What's someone going to pay on average per year for this? So our average customer pays us about $1,000 a month. Our annual customer value is about $11,250 today. Okay, very good. And when did you launch the company? What year? Uh, 2010. And that was, yeah, 2010. That was the very beginning and also the beginning of development on this product. 
Um, because we come from the broadcast background, we had connections and were able to get customers pretty early, uh, major customers that would help us really co-develop this product in terms of what do we got to do to meet their needs. And how many customers today? 142 customers. Oh, very good. Okay. So 142 customers. I mean, can I do the math? 142 times a yeah, thousand, about 140 grand a month right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. And what'd right. you scale from a year ago? What were you doing per month a year ago? So we've grown this year about 25, 30%. That's great. It's about a hundred grand per month a year ago, something like that. That'd be correct. Yes. That's great. He, he's reading notes, which means Paul, you've listened to the show before you're ready for this. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Nathan Lotka recently. Do, do you, are you, are you enjoying, you don't get sick of it? I don't. We, um, uh, my co-founder Jade Kirian is also my spouse and we live in Austin right down on Lady Bird Lake. And there's this wonderful trail trail. And we run on it all the time. So it's like an hour run. So this morning, for example, I got four Nathan Latkes. (laughs) (laughs) It's fantastic. I I love that. I'm I'm glad you're enjoying it. Thank you for that. Okay. So Healthy Growth launched in 2010. Have you bootstrapped the company or raised capital? So we did raise capital um, in the beginning, raised a couple of million dollars, primarily from team members, but also from angels primarily. And we ran through that pretty quickly, you know, because of the development cycles and early, you know, trying to push, 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 maybe before it's ready to sell. And so, you know, we got to a point where we needed to figure things out and sort of forced austerity um, helped us build a profitable company. So as of 2017, we weren't profitable. And for the last two years, that's great. So cash flow positive. And so total funding, you said it was about a million or a million two? About, yeah, about 2.3. About 2.3 million total. Okay, very good. But cash flow positive today. And how many people full time? I'm sorry, I missed that question. How, how many folks full time? About a dozen. About a, all here in Austin? No, we have some in Austin, some in San Antonio, and then we're distributed Netherlands, Ukraine, India. Um, all over where we find talent. Very cool. Talk to me about churn. I mean, do you see meaningful churn and what is it? So we are a mission critical workflow, Nathan. I mean, they really bake us into the heart of their systems. And so our churn as a result is extremely low. Our um, logo churn is on a monthly rate about 0.4%. And then do you have meaningful expansion revenue year over year to customers grow or they kind of, they stay at a grand a month no matter what year they're in? I would say that's our primary growth today is expansion. And so we have a um, negative net revenue churn rate of about 1.7%, minus 1.7% per month. So on an annual basis, that's about minus 20%. So what that means, um, in a sense, is a buck that we had from a customer a year ago, we now have a buck 20 from that customer. This is great. I love when I get a guest on who's listened to the show because they know. I mean, he, means, he knows what I'm going to ask before I'm going to ask it. <laughs> it's great. So said differently, this would essentially be net revenue retention of 120%. Or actually, Paul, you said it better than I even say it, which is a dollar in today from a customer returns into a dollar 20 after 12 months, which is great. Um, talk to me, talk to me about how you're getting them in the first place. So what's your fall in CAC? So our CAC is, um, 9,000, just under $9,000 today. So that's about a nine month payback period. And where, yeah. So where are you spending most of that money? Is it you traveling, hustling, closing deals or what? Yeah, it is. I mean, because, um, in terms of sales, you know, we're a small team today. And, and to this point, the sales has primarily been, Myself, my co-founder, you know, working networks that we know and uh, and the rest of the team, you know, marketing and and, um, finance on the inside. But the reality of our growth is 
our early customers expanding usage. And so these are very large media companies. We get a part of it, then we get another part of it, then we get another part of it. Or they test us out, you know, in one place um, at a couple of stations and they say, hey, let's expand this nationwide. Um, the other growth thing we get today um, is, you know, somebody leaves a customer where they're using us and they go to another place where they're not using us and they say, hey, there's a solution that solves the problem that we have. And so they bring us into places. We are also a partner with a company called Avid. And Avid is kind of one of the preeminent makers of the systems that broadcasters and major production companies use to edit the video and to go to air. Uh, we're a certified solution and we're in their price book. So that gives us access to their network of direct sales and resellers in um, more than 140 countries. And that's beginning to bear fruit. We've been working that a long time. Interesting. Okay, good. So Avid is a big channel for you guys. Talk, talk to me about driving growth moving forward. So you have a CAC, you have a nine-month payback. I mean, are you raising additional capital to put more money in those channels or, or is it not possible? So, so what we're doing if you look at you know our size and our growth, um, what we found is um, that because we became profitable, we have access to a different kind of funding. And so we are right now going through um, a raise for debt financing. Which firm are you banks, working with? Um, we're working with a bank actually in Arkansas, which is kind of funny given that I'm in Austin and Austin's a tech place. But um, you know, the, the interesting thing about debt financing is, um, you know, there's this whole market that's sort of blown up recently where folks have figured out that SaaS companies with reliable revenue, but without kind of that um, infrastructure that you you know need as collateral are actually a really good bet. And so that's what we've done today. And we did folks like Abel here, here in Austin, and then we did credibility uh, right now. And But you still, you get a rate that's higher, right? You get a rate that's like, 12, 13, 15% probably. So now we're going after SBA money. And that gets us down to like, you know, seven, eight percent and a 10-year payback. So uh, we can get a lot more capital and pay basically the same thing we're paying today, which will allow us um, going forward next year to expand and and to to to, to spend the money on technology, but also on sales and marketing. I've heard the Paul, I've heard the process though to get the SBA stuff is a pain in the ass in terms of the paperwork and the time and all that stuff. I mean, has it been pretty quick for you? Um, there are some banks that um, make it easier on you. And we're working with a bank like that right now. And I kind of, I'm a little bit hesitant to tell you who it is. Don't so name the bank. Yeah we're, yeah, we're still going through that process and I don't want to, you know, do anything that might hurt it. But but they're phenomenal in the sense that um, they're, they've realized that companies like us could be of value to them. And do they, they take it. covenants, warrants? No, 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 not at all. You guys have to personally guarantee anything? And I'm, I'm missing a question. If you're asking a question, I think the screen just froze That's up. That's okay, so. Paul. Do you guys have to personally guarantee anything? Um, yes. I mean, again, it is, it is attached to the company, but it's also attached to the founders. So there is other stuff we've got to throw into oh, the mix. Oh, this is high risk. This is high risk stuff. Have you not looked at any of these venture debt firms that don't require personal guarantees? Venture debt though, you typically need venture and you need, um, not always. You don't need VC. That's as well. Don't always. Have you, did I introduce you to lighter capital? 
Well, see, the thing is, Lighter Capital, we have we have spoken to them uh-huh. and sort of the royal royalty financing um, sort of road. And, and they're one of several that are out there that, that do that. But it's still, if you look at the payback, you're looking at, at a 3x to a 5x um, expense on the capital that you get. And so doing it the way we're doing it, we get a much lower ex- expense. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean by that? So the typical rates at Lighter, they have a repayment cap of 1.3 to 1.5x typically, which means if they lend you 100 grand, you got to pay them 130 grand over three years, up to 155 grand. Is that Are those terms that you saw or no? The terms we saw, and we actually spoke to them, it would have been more like 100% um, payback. So it would have been um, twice what they gave us we would have had. Uh, to pay to back, back to that. and others we've seen have been like in the three X uh, category. Over what period of so, like what period of time would you have to pay it back? Well, um, I mean, it's typically like a three year. Yeah. Three year. Yeah. The nice thing is there's no personal guarantees, right? That's that's the kicker that a lot of entrepreneurs. It's the big thing for them. That's that's true, but yeah. I mean, this is a risky endeavor, right? I mean. If you're an entrepreneur in the first place, you are sort of saying, I'm real, I'm willing to take this chance and I'm going to push hard and I'm going to make it happen. And, you know, so that's where we are. I like it. Very good. All right, Paul, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? <laughs> well, you know, if I look back when we started this thing and, and I, you know, transitioned from 20 years in journalism to entrepreneurship. And so, you know, I read a ton of books at the time, you know, folks like uh, Robert Cialdani, uh, influence the science persuasion, of course, crossing the chasm, Jeffrey Moore. And I remember those books today. So I like those, but to give, if you were to ask, what am I listening to today? Or what am I reading today? It's stuff like this. I want to listen to CEOs who are out doing it and hear their experience. And so we listen, we listen to you. Um, also read, read Hoffman, you know, this masters of scale, just a fantastic podcast and continually listen to that and get feedback from real CEOs. You'll have to watch carefully uh, uh, related to Reed and I coming up here in the next couple of months. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised on one of your jogs around the Austin Lake. Oh, awesome. Can't uh, wait. All right. N- number two, is there an under the radar CEO you're following or studying? I don't, you know, under the radar, I don't know that I would say under the radar. I will say that the folks who inspire me are folks like, well, we're here in Austin, uh, Whole Foods, John Mackey, you know, Starbucks, <laughs> Howard Schultz, uh, folks who are who realize that you can, um, capitalism doesn't have to happen at the expense of others, that you can make the world a better place with a profitable company. So those are the folks I want to emulate. Number three, what billing tool do you use? What billing tool do we use? Uh, we use Braintree and QuickBooks. Braintree and QuickBooks. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I do my best to get eight. That's good. And what's your situation? Married, single kiddos? Married, uh, Jade Curian, co-founder, uh, is my spouse, uh-huh. and we have one child, a daughter named Lark, and a Latiku is a type of lark found in South Africa. So this family is all in in every way. I love it. And how old are you? How old am I? Uh, Fifty-one. Last question, Paul. What do you wish your twenty-year-old self knew? Uh, I would tell my twenty-year-old self to do this, to become an entrepreneur much earlier in the life cycle. 
Guys, start sooner. Coming from Paul, got out of broadcasting and said, you know what, I'm going to solve this whole file problem. You know, people are, teams are spread out. Files are getting bigger and bigger. Internet connections are not strong. Well, today he's got over 142 major broadcasters, publishers, outlets using him, paying about a grand a month. So 142 grand per month in sales, up from about 100 grand per month just a year ago. Cash flow positive as of several years ago. They raised about 2.3 million early on. They're scaling nicely now, though, with their team of 12 in Austin, San Antonio, and other remote locations. Net revenue retention, 120%, nine months payback, spending about nine grand to get those customers. Paul, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you.